have yeah. a nice uh, a nice controversial topic for today. Uh, we recently ran a report uh, because we wanted to know what marketers saw as as sort of pros and cons of forums versus website chat. Um, I think uh, anytime a new technology comes out, like Pete, we talk about this all the time. It feels like something has to die as a result, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the case of like website chat becoming like much bigger and much, you know, uh, much more widely adopted, it seems like forums, forums have become that thing, right? The yeah. enemy, the static way, the old way, um, totally. doesn't work anymore. And, um, yeah, in our, in our corner of the world, um, Salesforce was so successful with the, um, no software thing back in the day when they kind of went railed against no on-premise software and of course that turned out to be fairly accurate SaaS software is like is the only software right. people generally <laughs> consider now and then uh and then hubspot did a good job railing against outbound marketing at a time when outbound marketing was still the default playbook for most businesses and you know they turned out to be pretty pretty right that internet marketing and inbound marketing is uh is uh certainly uh the future yeah, inbound so. was a little more like forgiving to outbound because like you, you could still make the argument a lot of those things still work, right? Like there are still organizations that cold call, right? Mm-hmm. Like that pay on on paid spending, whether it's I mean direct mail, depending on what what industry you're in, right? Um, you know, paid ads in general. The software thing with Salesforce was spot on. Like who's who's using yeah. disks anymore to. Yeah, to actually- I don't know. At HubSpot, we were pretty hardcore about it, even when it wasn't popular like we had a sales rep that we hired he had worked in another sales organization where they predominantly cold called and so like he started cold calling into accounts and and he was told not to (laughs) 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 so you oh so you guys actually you 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 drank your own kool-aid like oh for sure but i remember having plenty of debates with agencies early in the day saying you know oh it's not about inbound versus outbound because our clients pay us to do direct mail and and trade shows and print ads and that stuff still works and we're gonna still do it and it's really about merging the two and and getting and I, I like you could argue that that's still I guess pretty right but like outbound is certainly taking a hit print advertising oh, yeah, is sure. down right yeah, the online yeah. video advertising has surpassed tv i think for the first time t- tv advertising like over the wires advertising for the first time this year so so i think inbound turned out to be pretty darn right even yeah. though it was controversial at the time well and we've talked about this before like uh not on a podcast setting but like what when when was that like what year about was that when the whole inbound versus outbound thing cuz it wasn't as popular then Kick right that off. It wasn't as obvious back it was then. Pretty early. I'm I'm pretty sure it was like part of Brian and Darimesh's original pitch deck that like the old way of marketing isn't working. If not, it, and it came out maybe it came a little after that. Maybe it crystallized a little bit. But we were pitching that in 2007. Yeah, shit. That, I mean, that wasn't as popular of a of a stance back then. Yeah, it was pretty controversial. I remember our, Brian actually wrote and Halligan wrote an article like in 2009 about how PR companies suck and they're going to go away. Uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, like I'm trying to figure out how to launch an agency partner program. So I wrote the counter (laughs) to like why PR firms would be great in my marketing agencies. Um, So yeah, no, it was, it was pretty hardcore. Yeah. You, you have to take a power stance uh, one way or the other, it seems. And um, so, yeah, so we ran this report to, to sort of get uh, two things, qualitative response from marketers, how they're using 
website chat, how they're using forums, are they using both? And then sort of from a quantitative standpoint, like, um, you know, how many people are using forums uh, in isolation or just chat or 50-50 and um, like which one generates more leads. And so we wanted to get like a really good comprehensive view on what the differences were, if there were any. And yeah. you and I Pete, had different expectations of this going in. Right. Before we go there, I think we should give proper credit here to uh, to Drift, the team at Drift for like getting this conversation going right like oh, they yeah, literally sure. have stickers that says it has forms <laughs> in it and that you know it's a round circle with a round cross through it just like salesforce had that same symbol with software in the middle of it and so i think we should give them credit for like initiating this conversation um we're just like taking it out to the masses and and polling i think in in the trenches marketers and sales teams like what's actually working for them but right and, ju- yeah. and just like inbound sure. it, it's 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 kind of controversial right it's uh it, it kind of yeah i think they came out opinions. controversial right with like saying forms suck right and chats the new thing or conversational marketing and there is their term and that's the new thing and so that you know I, I, there again i don't think they're wrong <laughs> right um but i don't i like I'm probably a little more in the outbound plus inbound camp. In this case, I'm more in the forums plus chat camp. Um, but I could see how five years from now we'd be sitting here saying, yeah, chat was the future and, and right. Jeff nailed it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a, Times are a little different, though, I think, in software as a service. Like, I think we have five subscriptions, maybe four subscriptions to software tools that offer chat functionality. Right. We got Drift. We have Intercom. The Intercom has been doing it for a long time. They should get credit for that, of course. Um, and we have, I think, Help Scout now has a um, has a chat product, and then HubSpot has a chat product. I'm not sure if there's another one, but like we have subscriptions and use all of those because all those tools are best of breed in certain areas. And so, um, like I think, uh, well, Drift is pioneering it. They're not the only ones pushing it these days. Yeah, sure. not the, like HubSpot was really the only one pushing inbound at the time. Salesforce at the time was the only one pushing software, you know, SaaS software over on-prem. Yeah, and the, and the no forms thing wasn't even really a part of their uh, Drift's um, positioning at first. I remember a few years ago, I think it was, they had forms. They had, uh, they had e-books and, web and all that stuff. And then I, I think one day they made it, like, I remember a blog post where Cancel, David Cancel, CEO and founder at Drift, told uh, uh, Gearheart, that to strip all the forums off the site, like make it. Yeah, I think free. they went all in on it, right? Yeah, and so like that yeah. became sort of their rallying cry, and I think that stuck, right. which which yeah. was a good move. Yeah, it made uh, some noise. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so yeah, your expectations going into this, Pete, were uh, slightly different than mine. What 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 did you think after we were polling people? Like, which one generated more leads? Which one were you using more? What were your expectations? Um, I expected most marketers to be. St- still in the forum camp like that they they hadn't really tried chat or um or you know they they tried chat it didn't work for them and they stuck with forms now um you were different but we should also talk about like selection bias this isn't like some statistically sound survey (laughs) this was just a survey of people that just that chose to to answer the question yeah for sure and i think uh yeah i i kind of thought chat would be more uh, would represented in in uh like is it to say that it, it generates more leads and more people would be using it um, yeah it kind of fell somewhere in the middle 
but yeah, uh, probably a little more towards your camp of like people being a little more pro chat than uh, it's pro. Hot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it, it works. It's hot. I think. Uh, uh, so just to get into some of the data, fifty um, percent of the marketers that we surveyed said forms. Uh, I'm sorry, said chat converted better than forms. And it wasn't uh, split 50-50. 38% said that forms do. And then everyone else, uh, or the small percentage left, said that they converted the same. So the majority of people said that chat converted better. Right. Um, In our survey sample, which was what? Like, how many people did we get fill this one out? I think it was like, somewhere in the 40s was the total. 40. Yeah, you know, almost 50, I think. So Yeah, so again, I think there's some selection bias in there that like, when, you know, we ask people to compare that. First of all, they probably have to have some experience with both, which means they've tried chat. Um, and so I think we probably missed the people in this survey that haven't tried chat where forms are probably still their primary means or only means of, of uh, actually gathering leads. Well, that so. was the funny part was that 50% of marketers said chat converts better. But then when we asked which, you know, basically what describes your strategy, the yeah. majority, which ended up being 33%, said they mostly use lead forms. So. Yep. That was a disconnect to me. Yeah, because it was like we, we there was four options for that one, right? It was like we mostly use chat or we or like we we what was the, what were one the four of options? One was we switched 100% transition to chat, which was 19% of people said that. Okay. Then there was we mostly use website chat, which was another 19%. 50-50 was like 25% of people split between chat and forms. And then 33% was we still mostly use lead forms. Okay. Got it. So it was, there wasn't like a huge material, like shift in either way. But I was just surprised that m the majority are using lead forms, while fifty percent are saying that chat converts better. Chat's better, but they're still using lead forms. Right. Yeah. So they they haven't made that full transition, even though they love the results from chat. I have some theories on that, uh, based on our own experience. But but uh, we'll get to that. What are the, what about the rest of the stats? Right. So, yeah. Well, for for the for the raw data, that was it. Uh, so that was that was again that was the most interesting part to me was that the conversion yeah. rates are reported to be higher, but most people are still using lead forms. Which, yep. yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think I've run into some at, at past companies, which is like hesitation to to implement it from like a brand standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was with uh, Litmus, you know, I think any really heavily design focused or product driven company you might face some hesitation from like the product team on this kind of stuff so they were really concerned about annoying users or annoying website visitors they yep. hated they hated pop-ups of any sort like um yep. which you know they had a they, they had a point like they had a very strong brand and so i think some of i think maybe some of the hesitation around it is related to maybe buying as you yep. as you're meeting pete's dog is that can you hear him? <laughs> there's a rabbit that means there's a rabbit out back jack What's his name? Jack. Jack. Come here, Jack. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then some people actually brought up uh, the basically in order to really do the 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 service side of it well, you need to have, be able to staff it, right? And so I yep. think that's that's an issue. Uh, yeah, I think that's the big one. That's the big one for us. Like we get uh, what is it, like twenty three hundred signups a month, so we have hundreds of active users and. We just added two people to the team on sales and service, but it's still only like a five, six person team. So there's no way we can talk to everyone. 
And then the website too. Let alone, the website. Yeah, we, we, have trouble, we have trouble just talking to people that are um, actually using the product. Um, you know, we respond to people that are that are uh, asking us questions, but we don't get a lot. We don't have a lot of time to reach out to people that are uh, that aren't asking questions. Right. So, right. So, like prompting a conversation on our blog post is not a priority right now. Right. Right. Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah. As I think the if we if we we could spend all day talking to people on the website uh, for right. sure. But um, as a small team, yeah, priority becomes, you know, uh, more important. So, um, you know, we, we, we've leveraged the chat bots, uh, especially for like the, on our pricing page and like agency pages and like really high intent pages. Yep. And, um, you know, Brian Mosley, uh, who, who works uh, obviously with Databox on the sales side, we've, we've iterated on it a ton, seen, yep. seen varying degrees of success, but it's, but it's been really, it's performed really well, but yeah, it requires some, definitely requires some, uh, changes the expectation for people on your website yeah. for sure. They, they want immediate response. Right. Uh, right. I'm not sure that the chat yeah, so let's, always Let's walk through, like there was some really good, um, answers to the question that we asked, right? What was the main question we asked? Like which one was better and why? Yeah. Which one generates more leads and why? So I th- there was like three camps. Oh, Obviously you had your camp that said chat. Yeah, you had your camp that said forms, uh, and then you had your camp that said both. But I would say people that were in the chat or forms camp still hedged a little bit, and like, yeah, almost everyone said, yeah, both. there were very few people that were like just uh, very blatantly one side or the other. But right. yeah, on the chat side, Remington Beg, who um, people listening might know from like he's done like a hundred and fifteen or something drift tutorials. And uh, he posts them all on LinkedIn and YouTube. And uh, I safe to say he's he's up on the expert scale. Of, yeah, uh, yeah. Drift chat. Yeah. He's uh, he's a guy. I, I I said this to him. He was on our podcast recently as a guest. That he he's the guy that looks like the Rock, who's talking about drift. Um, <laughs> he's got the he's a bald head goatee guy. But uh, yeah, he mentioned that um, for, that while chat performed better for them, these forms weren't cannibalized. So right. basically, what he's saying is like that chat was just a really good like addition to, to forum. So the forums right. did not suffer at all, but yeah, his lead volume through his forums went is stayed steady. It says, uh, he said, but his, he gets more inquiries, uh, 1.5 X or 150% um, inquiries through chat. than he does his form. Yeah. Form. Which I, which I thought, yeah. yeah, it was, was interesting. It doesn't in some cases have to be either or, yeah. It could be and, and you could actually increase lead volume by having both, which I think right. there's varying degrees of intent there, which kind of Remington's hinting at. You're still getting the people that are filling out the forms um, right. you know, that maybe want some sort of demo yeah, request. Well, like Re- Impulse Creative, Remington's company, like a bunch of our survey respondents are inbound marketing agencies. So they, for years, they've been putting up ebooks and doing webinars and have all kinds of gated content that is uh that people are willing to share their contact information to get and then that you know they're good at nurturing so they're getting people to say hey i want to talk to you or um you know i want i just inquire i want to inquire about your website design services or your you know your video marketing services and so i think they've built good funnels so so that's the reason why their forms have have held steady but what i think they're seeing is like that their audience is pretty engaged and they want to talk to them and and people want if people are interested, they want to talk in real time. So they're they're responding on chat at you know 1.5x the rate as they are on forums. So I think that that's a that's like an agency or a company that's just like doing a lot of stuff right. <laughs> right, I think right. It's really the the uh, the way to look at that. 
And another guy formerly of that space yeah. was Chris Handy. Yeah, which, of experts, right? Yeah, Chris Handy, also another guy that that went all in on, on Drift and actually recorded a few tutorials for us. He recorded a few data snacks that performed really well. And he mentioned that there was a string of months. So what Chris would do is he would have a chat bot sort of uh, qualify people on his website and allow them to self-serve like office hours with him and where he'd get on and show them how to implement drift and, or, um, you know, sort of other marketing tactics. So he said that there was a string of months where 100% of the net new business came from people that he, with whom that he had never engaged with before meeting them in zoom. And the zoom meeting was again, scheduled self-serve through the chat bot and drift. So, that's complicated. So I think the way he has it set up is the chat bot is encouraging people to attend like an open office hours that he does through Zoom. Right. And what he's saying is that all, all of his business for a pe- that period of time, several months, came in through that. So like they found them, they started chatting with the chat bot, they, they joined the, the office hours, Chris, whatever he did on the office hours, uh, impressed them and they ended up becoming clients. So, so like there was no, no deals that came in through forms or any other means for that matter. Um, so I think it speaks to the ability of chat to enable self-service. If like that, if you go to a typical website, you have to fill out a contact form, request a demo, request a consultation, et cetera. You don't know when you're going to get that response, but it's certainly not going to be instantly booked on your calendar. And so I think the fact that the chatbot allows people to like book time right on Chris's calendar. It like removes all that back and forth and gives them a lot of instant gratification. Right. Right. Yeah. The uh, j- driving the right people to your website becomes super critical in that. Yeah. In that format. But like, I think Chris did a really good job. Like he, he, he knew his audience. He put out the right content. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was never a guy flooding the market with a ton of content, but he would put out the right stuff that would attract the right people to him. And now yeah, he's and actually th- at Drift. So he's right. He's at Drift. He, he, uh, he and I talked the other day. He's going to be one of my new neighbors. He's like in a town over from me. <laughs> I'm excited to have, uh, have beers with him and his family. Um, he's in for a rude awakening though. Fort Worth, Texas. Texas. Don't have beers, but what's that? Fort Worth, Texas to Boston. Yeah, he's Fort in for Worth, a rude Texas awakening. Come mass, like, yeah. December and he's, yeah. he's all excited. He's like, my kids have never seen snow. I was like, well, they're going to see plenty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So welcome to Boston, Chris. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think Chris uh, and Chris credits some of that success to some of that co-marketing that, that we did with him and drift, right. Where um, it, he was able to do really targeted marketing to people that have what he's good at, you know, need what he's good at. And so I think that's a, a, a testament to his ability to focus in on a market and really nail it. And obviously it led to a job for him. Right, He's right. joining us their head of customer marketing, which is a, a pretty awesome role at a fast growing startup like Drift. And he should be able to help a lot of people kind of see that, yeah. see that kind of yeah. success. So good for him. Yeah. And then we had uh, uh, on the chat side, and we're, we're just kind of going through the highlights here. So this obviously wasn't all the, all of the uh, responses. So I'll, I'll include the link to the full report in the, in the show notes, but we had another respondent, Steve Latronica on the chat camp who sort of made the point that chat works really well in service-based businesses. He mentioned like accounting, lending law, because it, it kind of gives, provides a way to capture a user's attention when they're looking for help. um, As opposed to them maybe having to go fill out a contact form, which might have 12 fields in it. And um, I think, being in the agency space years ago that that was a challenge that we would run into all the time like yeah i think sometimes the intent level isn't there for somebody to go through and fill out 12 fields whereas a chat bot is really welcoming or a little chat widget is really welcoming so i think the helping people on the service-based size and the research phase 
that seems to be uh, there was a, a recurring theme. People think that that works well. Yeah, see, it's like when they're not ready to necessarily to, you know, go to the average law firm site or accounting site, and there's no offers, right? There's no ebooks. There might be some blog content, but for the most part, it's like if you're going to end up talking to them, you got to fill out a contact form. But not everyone is ready to hire a lawyer right away, or they might just be researching um, local lawyers or lawyers in a specific market, or they might just reading content about that the law firm published, for example. So, giving that ability for them to ask a question. Um, early without any commitment to getting on a call with a salesperson is is uh, is a good a great idea. And I also think for a service business where like the service is going to be high, most likely, right? The um, offering a chat option where you're serving them as soon as they get to your website that's a really good first impression makes a lot of sense if the ticket price or the uh, is really is higher um, to offer that kind of service. Right. Um, where you're where you're answering people's questions right away, trying to be uh, helpful. I think that's where that augmentation that Remington talked about comes from. Like because previously I don't think these people were converting. And I right. think the old, like not the old, but in the inbound methodology, or at least the way a lot of us understood it back in the day, was you know, when somebody wasn't ready to fill out a form, content yep. form, you were that's why you publish a lot of content and had a content subscriptions and newsletters. And the idea was they would sign up for that. And you would kind of serve them helpful content. And eventually when they were ready to buy, they, you know, if or when they were ready to buy, they would get in touch. Whereas yep. this, I think, is much more effective because you're a lot of people. I mean, people's people usually like I think a two, three percent conversion to like a newsletter is like really, really good. That mm -hmm. still leaves a crap ton of people that aren't going to, right? you know, be in your ecosystem. So when Remington said yep. that having both increase their leads, I think that's. Yeah, there were and there were quite thing. a few people that said the same thing where it's like the the chat just basically helped them get leads that they probably weren't getting before. Whatever. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and to drift credit, that's that's a big part of their their value yep. prop. Yep. Um and so yeah, those those are some of the highlights on the chat side. The form side, it, we had uh Scott Haney, um, who uh I love their their agency. It's Chili Piper. Uh, okay. which, which is great. <laughs> old school. Uh 90s red hot chili peppers fan myself so I, I would think there's some inspiration there although i could be wrong um, yeah i'm not sure it's uh t tied for one of my favorite agency names with great scott which is uh <laughs> back to the future um yeah. love that anyways that that could be a whole nother podcast great great company names oh come on that's that's timeless um <laughs> well if uh, anything you're dating yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Scott Haney says that they find that significantly more leads and deals come through forms on their site. So, yep. but again, he mentions chat's been a good supplement. Um, and people usually ask questions there. And once they then get all the information that they need, then they tend to go fill out a form. Um, and the funny thing that he added was even if they ask them right in the chat to book a demo within the chat, that most people still tend to, once they get the information they need, go and fill out the form. Yeah, I guess humans are trained, right? Like, <laughs> I know I filled out that form, right? Check your system. Yeah, yeah I can see how like chats get lost when people feel a little more, maybe a little more confident that like a filling out a form gets them what they want. Who knows? Which I guess or maybe he... there's just a time delay between that. Um, but I think his his overall point is is that uh, they get a lot of bottom of the funnel leads, people that are literally raising their hands saying, "I want to talk to you about your service." Um, and that, and that's happening still through their forms, which right, right. totally makes sense that that would still happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, 
in in a lot of ways, we've had a similar experience where we have a lot of people come to the site that are asking more general questions about integrations or about, um, you know, specific features in the product. And so obviously it's different. We're not, a, you know, it's a, a service industry where they're signing up for some sort of consultation or anything like that. But some, before they sign up for the product, they're asking more sort of surface level questions. And um, so it makes sense for them to share their email one more time. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we had the next respondent was was Ryan Bloms again on the forum side, and he kind of took it a step further and said on on the average day, his time spent talking to leads from website forums is more likely for them to lead to a project. So in comparison, he said somebody that comes through their chat bot usually it's junk, so they're just saying hi or you know asking general questions. Um, and he said that's not a lead; it's junk. I have to spend time figuring out what they want when a lot of time it's just curiosity. So again, yeah. that that could be a staff issue, right? Like if you had a big team, yep. um, you could you could probably service all those people, answer their questions, and it could lead to more people signing up. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're seeing there is maybe some of that frustration of it's it's hard to service it. Maybe if you don't if you don't have the the team, uh, e- even the chatbot, you still have to. I mean, you, you have to follow up, right? Yeah. So if you have twenty five, maybe as he puts it, curiosity questions at the end of the day. Right. Does he have yeah, a I think for salespeople, you know, they're under pressure to to um to get the right deals in, to get the right volume of deals in and and being available literally all the time um and answering anybody's question no matter who they are. Like that may or may not be the best use of their time and that like there's value to um the the lead to the standard lead generation process where people are filling out a form demonstrating interest demonstrating their level of interest by visiting your website and allowing you to track that so so like before you know and if, if you're if you got to close five deals say in a quarter uh and you got a thousand leads to sit, sift through you certainly want to know which ones which hundred are you worth your time right, um, right. so so i i can uh I could sense, you know, I, I can relate to Ryan's frustration. It's not too different than our situation that we have lots of leads and and uh, um, we're, you know, we're trying to figure out who to spend our time with. Right, right. Yeah, and it's a good, good problem to have. Most companies don't have that problem, I think. <laughs> uh, but Creating new problems, good problems. Yeah. And then we had a couple highlights on the both side, which one of them, Matt Wainwright, was, was he on your team at HubSpot, Pete? Was He's he a partner? former HubSpot. Yeah, I definitely work with him. Um, he was on the uh, on Patrick Shea's team. He was on the marketing team uh, to support the agency program for a while. He, he did a variety of things at HubSpot. But yeah, yeah, I worked with him a bit, I think, for a year or two there before he moved on to, to run marketing elsewhere in different places. I forget exactly where he is now. He's at Ipswich now, yeah. Ipswich, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And um, so he said generating forms mm-hmm. uh, or for generating leads, forms, no contest. But for yeah. qualifying, chats have been moving up in terms of the actual opportunities generated from and possibly even sales. So huh. it sounds like for them... And Ipswich is a big company. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like for them, yeah, chat has definitely uh, become a supplement. And it sounds like even that it's... You it's, said it one of their lines of business. Like Ipswich is a big company. They have right. a lot of lines of business. So, so I don't know exactly which one. But yeah, he says it's higher than the contact sales form in terms of influencing opportunities generated. So... Yeah, it makes sense. I think uh, you know, depending on the on the situation, Ipswich obviously has a great brand name, so um, probably that that factors into it. I probably I know they have a crap ton of traffic, and um, sure, depending on the business line, maybe that that's a 
they're uh, getting to people before they fill out the form. Right. Not sure. Right. I'm sure they have the the people to service it too, which which again uh, right. a common theme yeah, helps. Probably not sure then <laughs> on sales resources there. Yep. Um, and then we had the last one for both was uh, Mike Camo, who's actually one of the founders of Hello Bar, which uh, mm. was a cool tool that I, I used to use uh, back in the day. Um, mm. Now there's there's so many things like that. Um, but he but Mike had a good point or an interesting point. He said that um, you know in his opinion, if you have a high bounce rate that yeah. he prefers forms because then, you know, and this is a little different than your standard sort of static form on a page, but he prefers the forms that use exit intent and have like the full screen takeover. Okay. Um, Which I'm so, guessing their product does. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's definitely an expert in, in, and, and I'm, yeah, his, he's got a, te- he ran a test. He shared a lot of, he shared the results there. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for, if your if your site doesn't have a high bounce rate and you have people that are looking at, you know, there's a lot of pages per session when the time on page is really high. Um, you know, uh, he, 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 he says chat works better for the, in his words, scrollers and lurkers. Um, uh, okay. Which is a little bit of a generalization that I'm not sure I agree with. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, so it sounds like what he's saying is both. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, uh, there are exit intent, like functionality with a lot of chat tools too, but I think sure. the full screen takeover, uh, with the form, uh, I, I think, you know, some people see varying degrees of, su- of success, uh, with yeah. that. So I think that, uh, uh yeah, that obviously certainly is. a little more in your face. So like, yeah, you I could argue that. like the in your face catches people's attention more than say somebody that's, um, that you know, or a chat, a chat bot that shows up in the right hand right. corner of your site or something. And those, so. <laughs> I think what I, what I don't and if they're like, leaving anyways, you might as well put it right in their face. <laughs> what I don't love about the exit intent, though, is the passive-aggressive, like, no, I don't want to improve my business. Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I like to be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose weight. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> exactly. it's... I don't know that it works. I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, so many people are doing it. I'm sure there's some some data out there. If somebody has it, please share it uh, on Twitter. I'd love to see uh, actual data uh, that maybe somebody's run a test. I'm sure somebody's done A B tests on this. In fact, right. I, I know I've read it some at some point. But like, does that actually? Perform it does better? make you. It does hurt <laughs> to click that. Does but it? You know you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Right? It's like yes, yeah. I want to continue to be a loser, and I click that, <laughs> and I'm like it hurts a little bit. It's like oh. You know, I had a bad day yesterday and I wasn't feeling real good. And like, this is going to put me over the edge. <laughs> uh, well, geez. But, uh, you click it anyways, because you know that's better than... Now you know what works on Pete. So all the guys that maybe <laughs> spam Pete's inbox or his LinkedIn, just say like, you know, uh, work in some some passive aggression in there and, and you'll get them every time. <laughs> I'll use, <laughs> use that in one-on-ones too, Pete. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- so those are the highlights. And so, More traffic this Pete, <laughs> so those, so those, those are the highlights. You the podcast with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be a big part of the strategy now. Uh, but um, yeah, I think in a lot of ways, people just had a lot of different ways of saying both, and it yeah. seems like the general theme was that both work. Um, I think both. It seems like have their different contexts where maybe they work better. Um, but I, I think the the thing I uh, sort of took away from this or, or the strongest case was sort of the point Remington made about the augmentation of it. Not It's not replacing forms. Mm-hmm. So I think the people that come to your site that have a high level intent, whether you're a service business 
or you know i'm i'm rolling up on i don't know dr- you know drift's website for say right and i know i want to get the product like i'm gonna f- i'm gonna sign up i'm gonna fill out the front like it doesn't matter but yep. i think for the massive percentage of people that are coming to your site that are reading the blog post or they're just checking your homepage or they want to check out pricing and they're just evaluating it it seems like there's a ton of low-hanging fruit for companies that aren't engaging those people now and i think that 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 to me was the thing i took away from this the most was that it's a it's a it's a good tool to augment maybe not replace altogether although i'm sure Absolutely. that i'm sure that works Absolutely. for some people I agree but with you 100% i think uh yeah the our, you know, our background and a lot of our listeners' background is inbound marketing, and like the whole idea is you blog and you put call to action and you put a landing page up with an offer, an ebook, a webinar, whatever, and like then you email people, and it's like that was literally, you know, ten years ago, and that became started to become popular. Um, you know, outside of the inbound world, like uh, click to call became became huge, like. Yeah. Call rail is huge. Um, there's a lot of there's a handful of call tracking companies that are doing amazingly and kind of I think to some degree flying under the radar. But like that's huge and like that's been huge for a while. Um, chat's just another mechanism. Um, and depending on the company situation, if they need more leads, want more sales, etc., um, they should be using all these methods. They should be using forms with content offers forms for bottom of the funnel requests like demos and consultations they should be using chat at all stages of the funnel uh they should be using making their phone number available um enabling click call call tracking at least things like that really what all this stuff proves is everybody evaluates stuff differently which yeah that's the most obvious thing yeah in in the entire world it's it's just like and it's different at different times too, right? Like sometimes I need something right away. <laughs> sometimes well, just use the example like going to take six months to pull the trigger. If if you walk into a, a you know a hardware store or something, which I'm sure you do a bit because you're an avid yeah. gardener, and so like we have one right around the corner. There are days when I go in there and I know exactly what I want, and when somebody somebody could be halfway through, can I help you? And I interrupt them. I'm like, no, I'll set. Yeah. But then there's other days where. I don't know. I'm yeah, doing a project. Like, I'm trying at home. to do this thing, and I have right. no idea what I'm doing. What would you do? Yeah. And you're like begging for somebody to come up to you, and you're like <laughs> looking for somebody, and yeah. uh, and I don't know. So it's like uh, it's the same yeah. person, the same yeah. store, different. Uh, I don't know. And I feel like websites are sort of catching up. They still yeah. have a long way to go to match like that in person, like engagement. But like, yeah, one, uh, there was actually another Drift employee uh, that's been there for a while that that said something like that, where you wouldn't. Um, have a retail store with nobody there yeah. to offer assistance. Like, although more, more more retail stores seem to be going that way, you can't like get any help at like uh, Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. <laughs> yeah, because there's like three employees. It's, there's like a million of them. So, right, right. but anyways, uh, I think most most retail stores know that they should have somebody there that's an expert at the products and and can help. And just just look where the product development's going too. Like, uh, Intercom's been around forever. It seems like. They, yeah. I mean, they've raised massive amounts of funding. Like they're a big player in the space. Drift, yeah. uh, obviously, it hasn't been around as long, but uh, really big player in the space. And it's kind of, of yeah, right. They say they have, hundreds, I think, hundreds of thousands of customers, and they have a free plan, and they have some virality going for them. And they're sort of so defining yeah, the space in, yeah. in a way that that yeah. Intercom didn't. Uh, HubSpot, yeah, they're, they're so focused on this that they're they're known right. as it. Yeah. Uh, uh, HubSpot's developing a chat tool and then help yep. out just so they have a chat tool now they they're developing a chat bot which I right. believe should be 
out soon. And then Help Scout announced Beacon uh, recently, which oh. which was their chat tool. So desk, like right. I think uh, Hip Chat uh, or Atlassian just sold Hip Chat to Slack. Like yeah, there's massive. a lot of activity in this in the world. Um, I talked to there's a company that does uh, Facebook chat. They have like yeah. hundreds of thousands of, of free users. Um, there's a few of them. There's there's many chat. Um, there's another one too. Um, right, I right. Forget right now. Yep. Yeah, the Facebook Messenger. Yeah, that's become big too. Yeah, it's it's uh, so it's it's not going. This conversation's only going to get uh, more pronounced. And I'd be interested to to do this again, like to ask these same questions again in a year, two years. It would be interesting to see like if it stays the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to stay the same. I think like even my dad texts me <laughs> before calling or you know, like, like as my text, I don't get any emails from him anymore. The phone calls a commitment <laughs> is a phone yeah. call is a big commitment. Well, he, call, he likes the phone. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like, I think, uh, you know, email, email has, and I think in social, in, in our social communications, chat has replaced email. Right. 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 Um, and I'm amazed like at HubSpot, we lived out of email. And of course I was in sales the whole time. And so I think for salespeople, they're still in email and buyers are still using email, but, um, you know, because it's so open and anybody can have an email and host it anywhere and it all works. But, but, um, uh, I think it, at Databox, I've noticed like we use email very little. Brian uses email, but even then we try to funnel a lot of our, um, users requests through help scout where anybody can help them. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's about like having one salesperson that's handling them or one account manager that's going to handle it. We, we use a, you know, our goal is to help customers self-serve. Um, but when they do need help, we used a, a centralized or shared, a shared support model so that we can, um, you know, uh, maximize our our um, response rates and, and response time it's you know, a good point minim, minimize our response time Mo- most of my email is autoresponders from tools that we use asana <laughs> yeah box yeah. so like yeah. when's the last time you sent me an email like yeah the, i mean the only time is like if there was a third party person that emailed yeah. one of us and then we forward it that, that's but it even even that like i'm in slack groups with many of our partners and so right. today i needed to talk to kathleen booth from impact and i didn't I didn't email her. I slacked her, and yeah, you know, she's like, "Yep." Yeah. And I called. Then we called. We talked. But right, right, right. But um, yeah, I think more and more, um, more and more conversations are shifting this way. So like, the expectation will be that there's more and more. So I expect if we do this, have this conversation again in a few years, it will, uh, uh, it, much more of the market will be will be using chat, and chat will probably be more important. Than, I'm sure it'll be a lot smarter too. The AI component will continue to get bigger. Yeah, that's one of my beefs with it is like there's all these bots, but it's it's a bunch of if then statements and yeah. branching logic and like you know, I, I I want a bot to do what a salesperson does or what an account manager does and like asks a bunch of questions, remembers the answers to all those things and then runs it through some logic with all that context and makes a smart recommendation. And so I think we're pretty far from that in most yeah these tools i think there is some tools out there that do that i haven't used them myself i think uh, conversica conversica is one of them um but i haven't uh, used it myself i just heard about it um so i don't know how how far along we are um, i did have a call with somebody at intercom the other day uh and they 
they mentioned that they've integrated their help system, their help ticketing system uh, with their chat. So if somebody's answering a question, they can actually um, uh, answer it with a with a help document. Um, and it uses some intelligence. They also said if your if your support person is in that thread, it'll recommend support docs to the support person. So it's kind of like an assistant in a way. So the the support person doesn't need to go over to the help system, search for what they need, and then paste the link. It's all right there, um, based on you know based on what the context of the of the conversation is. So I think there, I'm hoping it gets a lot smarter. <laughs> I think I think there's no way it won't. Feels like that. It's just a matter of like time. I think at this point, how long will that take to get us there? Right. If 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 history's taught us anything about the way technology moves, maybe it'll be a lot sooner than we expect. But Paul Reitzer could probably give us a might might bet on like Amazon or Google figuring that out first, right? With uh, (laughs) with their voice recognition and they're trying to build conversational uh, capabilities as well, and the amount of data that they have, and obviously the amount of resources they have is is would overwhelm any of these SaaS software companies we've been talking about today. Right. Right. See. Oh well, uh, yeah. So we just uh, yeah, we just uh, went through <laughs> our opinions as well. But that should uh, that that'll cap this episode, which I think uh, I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed this report. Um, I think it's uh, it, it's not definitive by any means, but I think it it just uh, it it adds more sort of context and more substance to the conversation rather than just um, I like this product more or. Uh, I work for this product, so obviously this one's better. So I think it, it was cool to hear people's individual. Yeah, no, there's a lot of responses. really good um, stories in there where people shared real numbers and their situation, like uh, a few, you know, e-commerce versus B two B versus services. Right. So I highly recommend people check out the article and and read through the actual real stories um, of of people using chat and the kind of results they're getting. Yep. No matter what uh, tool you're using to listen to this podcast, I dropped the link to that report in the show notes so be sure to check that out and uh, also subscribe to ground up or do you not want to get smarter yeah if you don't want to get smarter <laughs> it, it would work you on don't want to grind we, you up we know it would work on pete i'm just saying so <laughs> subscribe right. and and we'll see you next time Thanks so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, check out our other episodes or subscribe to get new ones. If you want to support the show, we'd love for you to leave a review or share it with someone. And if you want a tool to help you track and improve your business performance, try Databox free at databox.com.